Alright, that's 9pm GMT on the 17th of September. Welcome to the 7th Gridcoin Community Hangout. Hello? The, hey. The first topic uh, that was highest uh, voted upon in the uh, Steam uh, topic suggestion thread was uh, the recent news regarding uh, Gridcoin and BitShares, you know, the integration of uh, Gridcoin into the BitShares platform. Uh, I have been in contact with uh, Dan from Block Trades and Ronnie from Open Ledger regarding this, and I've been given an estimate of, uh, you know, between the next two and seven days. So Dan said uh, we could get it done like this weekend, and uh, Ronnie said like within seven days. So it's imminently going to be implemented, which is great because that will give us a uh, that will give Gridcoin users the ability to store Gridcoin on. More than three web wallets, more than uh, there's like two or three uh, Android clients. And I believe uh, also it will allow you to deposit Gridcoin onto the BitShares Lite client as well. So that's like five or six different uh, methods of holding Gridcoin that aren't, you know, storing Gridcoin on an exchange or firing up your full, uh, you know, Gridcoin client. Amazing. So I was talking about this on uh, Friday uh, a bit, but uh, regarding the Gridcoin market pegged asset, right? Which we've been kind of like uh, chasing up the the BitShares witnesses to implement, or well, to provide price feeds for. Uh, the problem with it is that uh, see on the 7th uh, of September, when we had that massive spike of trading activity, uh, where we jumped to like 7.5 million uh, and then like a couple of days later we were down to 2.7 then back up to like 3.5 or something like that right that triggered uh like a, a black swan event with the uh grid coin market pegged asset and basically what that means is that uh, a market pegged asset is backed by collateral right so in order to lend a, a grid coin like uh, on the BitShares platform uh, in a decentralized manner, you need to back it with twice as much uh, value in BitShares, right? So when it spiked up in price, uh, the value of Gridcoin was greater than the value of the collateral that was backing the Gridcoin tokens, right? So that triggered like an alarm, like, you know, that's these coins no longer e- are equal to the value of Gridcoin itself. So it's kind of like, triggered uh triggered like a, a a fail state yeah and now it's in order to fix it well it's kind of like i'm going to be talking to the bitshares community about this you know in depth and in next friday's uh, beyond bitcoin hangout but some users are saying that uh it would require a hard fork to fix on their platform uh because there's not any functionality to recover a market pegged asset from a black swan kind of state so it's uh, a short-lived uh, you know experiment <laughs> by the gridcoin community <laughs> before we got uh you know right. fully integrated it's quite funny but you know it's, it does kind of it, it does kind of uh show that if uh you know l- cryptocurrencies that have got a high volatility perhaps won't be able to have a market asset unless they built 
you know, build in new functionality to recover in these kind of uh, extreme circumstances. So for the time being, it looks like the market pegged asset is off the table. Like it's in a stuck state. I know, gutted, but uh, that's not stopping the integration of uh, Gridcoin into OpenLedger. So that will provide us a massive ability. That will provide you access to uh, the decentralized exchange. But you will be holding, when you move your Gridcoin onto uh, the BitShares platform, you'll be doing so uh, through an an exchange-backed asset, right? So what that means is that I give OpenLedger one Gridcoin and they give me one open.gridcoin. Just that's the name of the asset. And that is equal to the value of a grid coin. And uh, as long as they're an, a, a functioning exchange, that will be the case, you know. And uh, with that open dot grid coin, you will be able to trade it with every uh, asset there is on the BitShares platform, which there are many, which is uh, pretty good because not a lot, you know, you if we've not got a lot of market pairs like on crypto coin exchange, we've got. Uh, Bitcoin and US dollar, and then on every other exchange, we've only really got, uh, sorry, US dollar and Bitcoin, uh, and on every other exchange, we only really have a market pair with Bitcoin. So this will allow you to buy, effectively buy uh, Gridcoin with, say, Ethereum or you know, uh, and user issued asset on the BitShares platform. You know, it's. Uh, it should provide decent liquidity, you know, improved liquidity, and uh, yeah, it should be quite fun. Does anyone have any questions about, uh, you know, BitShares, market pegged assets, or uh, the integration into OpenLedger? That's a bit disappointing, isn't it? A wee bit, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, it was just an experiment in the first place. No money's been lost or nothing. Uh, and at the same time, we can kind of point out to the BitShares uh, network, you know, like, okay, so this has happened. How do you handle it? And if, you know, it's, ex- it's experience for them and maybe they'll, maybe if we keep prodding the issue, which I will be doing, uh, you know, the the functionality to handle these Black Swan events for low, volu- low, low trading volume, uh, volatile cryptocurrencies will be, you know, investigated more. So that would be a bit disappointing, but at the same time, not a big loss, you know. It's all a learning process, I suppose. Yeah, for us and them, I guess. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, they don't have much experience of a Black Swan event actually happening. So if they can, you know, figure out how to, if we can work with them to figure out how to get it, how to handle or reverse this kind of uh, uh it, the state of a market pegged asset from a black swan event, then they'll be able to handle it for, you know, if it were to happen to Bitcoin, you know, and it could happen to any other asset that fluctuates significantly like we did. Indeed. Good. Getting mad and sad doesn't solve anything. We've got to work together to fix it. Yep. Uh, Vortec, yes. Uh, the massive spike. The massive spike in Gridcoin value did trigger a Black Swan event within the Gridcoin, the BitShares platform, just for the market pegged asset. It didn't. It's not like you know broken anything. It's just that what effectively what's happened is that witnesses are no longer able to pr- provide uh, 
price feeds for the asset. Thus, you can't really you can't lend in exi- into existence, and you can't uh, uh, settle it. So, I'm going to be digging into it a bit more, and uh, you know, challenging the uh, the process for how to reverse this state. You know, because it will be something that will potentially happen to Bitcoin. You don't know that. You know, someone will imagine Bitcoin gets added to like a, a stock exchange and rockets then at the same time another uh, a massive uh, Bitcoin exchange gets hacked and then those coins are flooded onto the network that would cause uh, a black swan event for Bitcoin on the BitShares network and they would have to deal with that so it's just a you know it's a learning experience for both communities I guess Yep. Well, I think it's pretty important because that, that actually shows that it is a bit of advanced warning for them what it will be like. Indeed. Too bad we had to be the guinea pig, though. <laughs> well, yeah, it was kind of a cooperative experience, too. At, at the same time, you know, if if it's like in, their, in the entire, uh, if it's in the face of the BitShares users or developers that this market-pegged asset is in, as black swan state, how do we handle this state in the future? Then, you know, Gridcoin's going to be in their face, so they're going to take potentially take an interest in Gridcoin or look into what it is, you know. And I've already, uh, I've already started, you know, building up, uh, you know, a relation between the Gridcoin community and the uh, Beyond Bitcoin community. And the Beyond Bitcoin is, uh, it's not just BitShares; it's like. It's multiple companies that come to this one podcast or well, to the conference call to discuss their platform. So when I'm talking about uh, Gridcoin in front of in that channel, I'm doing so in front of many business owners, you know, who could potentially, you know, take an interest in Gridcoin in the future. Cool. Mm. Oh, yeah, those are good chats, man. Definitely. Onwards and upwards. I was pretty stoked for Peppercoin, though. <laughs> well you can still you could still do so dude like you could uh you know through uh through project rain if you issue your own asset on like multiple different platforms which you can do now uh you could create an asset you could create peppercoin and distribute it across like five different cryptocurrency pl- networks and do so against boink you know so there's still hope for you man you know <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, does anyone have any questions about, you know, Gridcoin, BitShares, OpenLedger, or should we move on to the next topic? TraderMan's asking, do the BitShares mobile wallets work on the iPhone? I am not uh, entirely sure about the iPhone because I don't have one, but I believe the current state, the the current uh, news regarding, uh, you know, Apple and their, their stance towards cryptocurrencies is that they're very... Uh, specifically picky about what cryptocurrencies are allowed onto their uh, their you know apps within their uh, walled garden, right? So there's been in the news recently that uh, I think Jax was requested to they had to remove Ethereum and maybe even Ethereum Classic from their wallets before they were able to uh, to be added back in to continue being an app on their platform. So I think uh, Android is probably our most uh, it's probably more probably going to be more supported in Android because it's less you know uh, less rules on there regarding what cryptocurrencies are allowed. Uh, 
but we could continue looking. Uh, I guess with iPhone, your best bet is to use one of the web wallets. So it's basically you you would open your uh, web browser, go to Open Ledger, Freedom Ledger, or you know, there's a couple other ones uh, out there, uh, and you would uh, you know use it like you would use an app. Uh, it's not quite eloquent, but it's it's uh, you know it would work. Is the idea of the use of a web browser on an iPhone is actually a little more effective, I guess, just because the like, apps tend to be not so well built and there's a lot of clutter and things it's, like this. Yeah, it's very true. Like if it's uh, an inexperienced, uh, you know, developer, they may make, you know, a, a rubbish uh, Android app or, you know, application and they might get exploited or something. But if you've got a solid web wallet and the the web browser itself is built by like Firefox Fox or Chrome, you know, it's pretty solid, then you're not going to experience, uh, you know, uh, leakage, glitches and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trader Man saying that Dash got banned from Apple too. Yes. Uh, mm. I believe they're going after, you know, the cryptocurrencies that are uh, stealth and stuff like that. And I don't know why they, they don't allow, like, Ethereum. It doesn't really make sense to me. But, uh, you know, that's just Apple. <laughs> Who needs Apple? Lots of people, apparently. Not me. Leaning away from it more all the time. Okay. All right, so moving on to the next topic uh, is... Greg Coinman's uh, topic suggestion of the Gridcoin Thunderclap campaign, right? Which is a marketing campaign uh, where you, we're all going to be sending out the same message on across uh, Twitter, f- Facebook, and I believe Tumblr. I think it's currently floating around uh, 140 or 150,000 people that it will. Uh, you know, it will reach through each of the participants, you know, if they've got like a thousand followers, that's a thousand people or whatever. So I believe it's uh, scheduled for the 24th of October. So you've, oh, sorry, of September. So you've still got a few days to uh, register and I'd uh, implore you to do so. It, it's pretty, it's pretty easy to, uh, to join. You just click one button and then like, yep, I approved this app to send a message, you know, using my account. And after we've done the Thunderclap uh, campaign, you can just remove the permission, you know, just remember to do that. Uh, yeah, the link is in the chat. Startail just posted it. So that will be good because that will, uh, I mean, you know, it's if it brings new users to Gridcoin, that's brilliant. And hopefully it will. Uh, Looking at like the Twitter statistics, I only really get like a one percent click through rate. I don't know if that is across like the whole of Twitter, if that's just you know my followers. <laughs> your your engagement rate, like yeah, yeah, like yeah. I typically I get like zero point three to one percent. Something really good's like three to five percent. Hmm. Yeah, that's just how it is, man. Uh, even like Tumblr, uh, Pepper was saying for every. 300 clicks from Tumblr, she gets like one video by. It's just how people are. Fair enough. Gotta cast a big net. Yeah, man. Yeah, advertising is always like that. Advertising of any sort is normally maximum you get is 2 or 3%. Well, this is a free advertising method as well, which is great. You know, uh, 
paying for uh, you know actual adverts can be a bit of bit annoying sometimes, especially the fact that it comes down to someone has to cover it, you know. And fair enough if they want to buy Gridcoin, and that's a decent way to do so. You get it from the foundation, uh, but if you're yeah, it's just a bit of a pain, uh, and this may be more effective. We don't know yet. I'm really looking forward to seeing how this uh, ends up. I'm only worried about uh, like data collection, something like that. Like, uh, if you were to sign into this, you're giving them permission to cross-platform all your apps, like your Facebook, your Twitter. My Facebook is under my real name. My Twitter isn't. Yeah, I would, I would you know... Be careful with uh, privacy and stuff like that. I've got like you know a dedicated uh, Twitter handle that is just for cryptocurrency and stuff like that. Uh, I don't really do uh, real life social media that much, uh, just purely because it is poor opsec, you know. <laughs> you can do that with Facebook as well. You can create your own um, your cryptocurrency Facebook page and link it to your own page, so you can zap it through to your page and then onto your friends that way. The the permissions were did seem like a wee bit overreaching, but I think it was just like data gathering kind of stuff rather than like taking over your account. So yeah, use your use a dedicated crypto account and uh remove the permissions once it's completed. And always be careful. Definitely. Anyone have any questions about the thunderclap? Or should we move on? Is it run by the NSA? Quite possibly, you never know. Awesome, yeah, okay. Excellent, excellent. (laughs) It is the NSA. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so moving on. uh, The next, these suggestions all really tied uh, for uh, the next position. So I'll just post the RSVV thread, and if anyone really wants to jump out, we can, uh, uh, you know, pick a topic to sex. But I'll just go from the top, more or less. Uh, the splash screen contest. So we've had, you know, many users apply. Uh, well, you know, send in their submissions, and uh, I, I think we should set today as the cutoff date, and uh, I'll create the poll today if uh, everyone's cool with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Cool. So uh, anyone listening, if you didn't know about this, uh, we were holding. Uh, a Gridcoin contest where you could redesign the splash image that pops up when you first launch the Gridcoin client because the old one was kind of like uh, it. It was kind of it was classic. It was uh, it was showing its age a wee bit, you know. So all there's been several submissions that look really cool, uh, and I look forward to seeing which one wins. And if you've submitted one and you want to use your splash screen instead of the one that wins, then See if you self-compile the uh, Gridcoin client. If when you when you get clone the uh, repo onto your computer, see if you just replace the splash screen image with your own image. That will be what uh, pops up. So uh, don't be disheartened if you don't win. Uh, you know, thanks for competing and stuff. But in the meantime, I'll be creating the poll tonight. And uh, for users that entered multiple. Uh, entries. I'll basically be doing like, uh, you know, one A, uh, A one, A two, A three, B one, B two. Kind of, you know, uh, I'll include each of the entries basically. Uh, awesome. Yeah, and I'll make like a decent uh, steam it thread explaining how to vote and stuff like that. Because at the moment, it's still not uh, 
the QT changes to voting still haven't really been uh, implemented yet, but that might be coming around to, uh, you know, being implemented soon. Are we going to pick percent per picture or percent per artist? What, you mean the rewards? No, um, the winner. Uh, per picture, I think, yeah. Okay. Because some of the artists have done multiple. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, moving on. Uh, the result of the communication platform preference poll. So I'll just bring this up. I thought that one was just for fun. Yeah, it was just for fun, but just, you know, just covering it uh, just for a laugh. Uh, SC Steemit posted a large report regarding this. And I believe what came out on top was uh, CryptoCoin Talk, Reddit, Twitter, IRC, then Slack. Then the rest were like minute, uh, like 0.1% for the rest. So Mumble is sitting in 0.2%. <laughs> so we are the 0.2%. Yes. Yes. The Gridcoin 9. Yeah, the elite. <laughs> cool. I thought the telegram was somebody actually comes to your door with a piece of paper. I didn't know it's a real service. <laughs> yeah, Any quick back question. It's pretty sweet. Telegram seems to be quite active, actually, uh, on uh, with regards to cryptocurrencies. Like I've started using it quite a lot recently. Uh, it's good on mobile because you can create like a, a secret chat between each other. But if you've got it on your desktop, then that secret chat functionality doesn't exist, which kind of sucks. But it's just like you know, yeah, it's pretty decent. Uh, I think we should try and get the Gridcoin. Uh, Telegram a bit more active. We could submit it to. There's a couple groups that maintain a list of all the cryptocurrency Telegram groups, so that uh, we'll bring new users into the channel. Uh, that's just something we do to recruit uh, curious users, I guess. Uh, we could do, uh, you know, uh, group uh, group sessions with some of the lesser known uh, communication platforms like uh, RetroShare or Ring or you know, uh, talks if anyone's interested in the future. I've included in the Project Rain website uh, multiple uh, secure chat platforms like uh, RetroShare Talks, uh, Wicker, PGP and stuff like that, you know. So, yeah. Anyone have anything to say about that before I move on? Can I ask a back question here? Go for it, dude. So for the uh, splash screen vote, is that going to be a straight-up vote, or is it going to be weighted coin amount and all that sort of poll? It's going to be, yes, uh, magnitude plus balance vote type. Yeah, so it will be investors and uh, crunchers that get to pick. So, uh, yeah, that's how we'll decide, I believe. So, so is it always like that versus like a you know put it on a website and everybody just uh, you know, you know vote? <laughs> well, the the problem with that is that like with the, say if we created we can quite easily create a a forum poll uh, and say what ones you like the most, but uh, the forums can be you can create as many forum accounts as you want and vote as to your heart's delight, you know. Uh, and at the same time, we should be trying to drive uh, users to the voting mechanism as much as we can so that uh, voter participation increases both for the whitelist polls, uh, 
for foundation expenses and actually also for uh, community polls, you know, and like important decisions that uh, users are split on. So at the moment, we've had quite a low uh, voting participation and that's, uh, you know, these these kind of fun, uh, or well, yeah, these fun polls are just a way to get users more used to, you know, practicing that. Yeah, I just thought, you know, I, I mean, it's, Everybody that's in doing Gradecoin, of course, yes, they've got it in the wallet. But you know, if there's some way to log in as your your user, some way, I I don't know how it would work, but yeah, I don't know. It just to me, the voting is a, another topic, another time. We'll move on. There's there's certainly room for improvement in the voting mechanism, and there's actually a GitHub issue that I've raised with. Uh, the purpose of brainstorming improvements to the voting mechanism. Uh, so my suggestion was how we could improve the uh, the investor, uh, you know, calculations. Basically, like if you vote with your balance, can you, you know, uh, vote with it on another address or whatever? You know, trying to make that more secure. My idea was that instead of You know, instead of uh, voting with a transaction and then trying to figure out how much, how many coins like and a user had, uh, you know, by how many times they've uh, staked in the past or just from how many coins they had currently, which could be potentially manipulated. Uh, what we could do is there's a website called Bitcoinocracy, right? And the idea of it is that there's a poll and you uh you sign the result your option for the poll with your uh, your wallet address and then send that uh the result of that sign to the website and instead of sending it to a website what we could do is we could have the poll uh sign the option you want for the poll uh, with your address and then just uh, send that in a transaction to like a burn address that we each monitor and so if you moved your coins uh, we would you would be able to track that much easier that was just my suggestion uh, I'll post it in the chat uh, if anyone's interested in that but yeah would there be a way to cap the um, balance of like the balance weight cap the balance weight like up to 50k of your balance like so that people that have a higher balance get more weight but up to a certain friggin point so that like some guy with like a million grid coin can't just you know step in and crush everybody uh maybe i mean at the moment uh magnitude has a significantly higher weight than uh oh well it's equal uh, mag and balance is equal in the mag plus balance voting type right but because of the low uh voter participation uh you know currently it comes across as more vote weight is assigned to magnitude than to investor so uh perhaps we could add extra vote types in in the future but at the moment i'm not uh, uh entirely sure about uh reducing vote weight you know just because of the lack of voting participation we've got in the you know the present time maybe we should make a like something more prominent on the main site or something like a, hey make sure you vote and stuff it's a democracy or you know kind of spin it up like that that's true we don't really make me- we don't really mention the the voting mechanism that much i mean we, there is a, there is like a 
a small chunk that says there's a voting mechanism within the client, but then we don't say that, you know, make sure you vote within the polls. I mean, it, often there, in the past, it has been often the case that there have been no polls to vote on. So, you know, users may open the window and be like, oh, there's nothing there. You know, I'll not bother. And then they don't check it later. Uh, if, if the whitelist was like, say, an, a non-stop continuous poll where like over a certain amount got the, over a certain amount of vote weight got a project whitelisted or something, then it would be more, you know, prominently displayed on the website. But yeah, I think I'm always open to suggestions for changes to the website because I'm not a web developer. You know, I, I've, I kind of just, uh, you know, got it working and uh, would be open to any new ideas for content or, you know, if you want to change the design and stuff, I'm open to that, uh, especially if you have the skills to help out. I think it'd be a very good idea to get some information out there in terms of, you know, how to use the client to vote. And even when it's not displaying correct information, you can still use the client to vote because I know that some users have reported on the websites or whatever that uh, the website side the server side is lagging behind on like whatever it's reporting and, and you know i just tell them look up whatever information it is in the wiki and like there's there's not a lot of information out there and i got like this pdf file that i kind of snagged before it went uh poof off of like gridcoin.us and i don't know what happened to it or, or anything but it's a shame that it disappeared I'm pretty sure I found it again on the website. It just is a broken hyperlink. Oh. So that's something I could look into. I've actually got the file as well, so I could rehost it. So, yeah, that will uh, that will allow users to, you know, create their own polls easier. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty informative and very minimal, and it's like two pages. Yeah. I mean, hopes like the minimal white paper on voting here. Mm. You do need 100k Gridcoin in order to vote. It doesn't spend it, it's just like uh, once you have that much, it unlocks it. That's just to prevent, uh, you know, spam polls. See, I'll look into adding that link back to the website. Sorry about that. Cool. Well, you can you can limit that by by, you know, we all have user login that goes with nicks and names and and i know there's people that aren't on irc but they have you know the forum name and you know if if you're a brand new user then that's pretty obvious if brand new votes it it can be discluded if they've just signed up you know you got you got mechanisms for that correct uh no not really i mean like if you put a poll out there like if you're if you don't reuse addresses, if you don't reuse the address that you created the uh, poll with, right, then it's pretty much anonymous as long as you, uh, as long as you were to not associate yourself with a poll, you could put out, you know, a poll that is controversial or something like that. Not to say, you know, create troll polls, but uh, troll polls. Well, and that's where I I wasn't really thinking when I first said that because I was going to and I cut myself off. Say, you know, we all have bion or boink email login wallet log, but you know, can't use the same one. Blah blah blah. So, anyways, that's why I said next. But there's uh, there there, there should be it should the internet evolves. It's something we can look into. 
Yeah, I mean, like if you vote, if you're uh, if you're participating in a neural network, right? Then you can match uh, staking addresses to your Boink CPID, right? To which, if someone creates a poll, you could potentially look back and see if oh, right, this account or this address is associated with this CPID and you can, like, call them out in the community. But I don't like the idea of, like, you know, banning anyone. Or, uh, That's not what I was, yeah, no, what no, I no. was saying. I'm, I was saying, like, well, even there's a good, you vote by CPID. Like, you have to have a valid CPID to, to vote. Yeah, that's something we include. Yeah, I will not to vote. I think that because that would exclude uh, investors. But a valid c- don't they have a CPID still? The wallet gives them one anyways, or is it only Boink and it it has to propagate it over? Yeah, it's it's from Boink. Uh, your Gridcoin client will look for the local files and grab it and chuck it up and include it in the client. That is, I mean. Okay, I thought maybe some of the users after 6,800 that were a CPID, but looked like nothing on the neural network were just wallets up to, I don't know, there's like 2,400 of them. There, there is a difference, a large difference actually, between the total amount of Boink users we have in our team and the amount of Boink users that are in the neural network. The difference is smaller when you look at the active Boink users, so there's like, you know, maybe four or 500 people who aren't in the neural network despite being actively crunching, you know, Boink work. And some of these users might not know that they've, uh, you know, they've fallen out of the neural network. Perhaps they're running an old client or perhaps their their CPID beacons expired. Uh, we could probably... Uh, you know, direct message these users and tell them, hey, you know, you're not earning any grid coin, you know, you wise up, you know? Could just send them coins with a message. <laughs> That's true. Though I don't know if uh, messages make it when you send them at the moment. It's easy, yeah. yeah we want to make sure we don't lose them. Yeah, true. Because you come back and suddenly find you've not been earning anything, what's the... The first thing you're going to do, apart from moan. Yeah, you would be pretty disheartened, yeah. It's very discouraging. At the same time, it is, you know, you do have to take a bit of responsibility. You know, I mean, like, uh, if you're not active, you got, at the very least, you got to check that your rigs haven't caught fire once every couple of days. You know what I mean? So, yes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, check your client is still running, like, once every, like, three or seven days or something like that. Check it's not fallen to his investor, it's not crashed and stuff. Uh, you know, chances are if it's been running continuously for like seven days, it might it might have crashed. Uh, your computer, if it's Windows, it might have installed updates and your client has been offline for a bit, you know? Yeah, like Windows 10 anniversary. Yeah, totally. It's been a bit of a nightmare. It's broken my VPN functionality. I broke my password for Steamit. Nightmare. And you're making a new account? I'm going to have to. Ah. Well, I'll upfield you, man. Don't worry. Yeah, once it happens, there's no way back, apparently. Hmm. She is a, a password manager. Just... Don't say that to me, <laughs> please. I hate that word. Uh, Jamis is asking, what's your opinion on 
grcmining.com. So people that don't know, uh, there's a website where this guy's selling like uh, grid coin mining guides, only $30, learn how to, you know, mine. I mean, like some some users are very against what he's doing, but at the same time, you know, it's uh, if it's his original content, then, you know, why not? I, I don't mind. Yeah. It's kind of like posting things on Steam, right? You know, you're you're kind of getting a reward for it. And at the same time, it's a free market. People are allowed to do what they do. And people should be responsible for their own behavior. In my opinion, personally, this is where it gets into my opinion. And I, I think that information should be free. You know, and that's just what I think. Jamas is saying that it's a fraud scam. I have no, I, I have no knowledge regarding that. I'd say don't buy the ability to, uh, you know, don't oh, yeah, buy actually, in- information. What? Oh yeah, actually, sorry. He um, messaged him because I, I was talking with James about in private message, and um, I brought it brought it up that we talked about him like a few months ago and stuff, and that somebody had doxed him and found out that he was uh, evading taxes in his country by not, uh, he had like a fake, he was under a fake company name and stuff like that. So he messaged him and said like, hey, are you with it and stuff like that? And he threatened to DDoS him and extorted him and stuff like that. Oh, well, that's a bit fucked. Yeah, threatened to ex- extort, I, I, will, I can forward the email off, but uh, yeah, it was uh, 1.5 bitcoins a day or DDoS this or that, and then 15 grid uh, bitcoin a week and yada yada, yeah. Hey man, if he DDoS you and your 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 na- neighborhood's internet breaks, that just means that your ISP is going to build a UN better infrastructure. Yeah, you know I mean, no, it, <laughs> it, it, it my dude, no, but I don't connect from home. He he did uh, the uh, unstability of my uh, client on Freenode has been due to him also. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd maybe uh, suggest anyone, uh, to everyone, to you know, stay clear. No offense to the guy running that site. If you are listening, uh, we love you, Thomas. <laughs> yeah, well, he he lists himself as uh, GRC Pro as well. By the way, Ugh. it's weird. I've well, never I seen mean, him. I, I I captured all the packets. I run TCP dump, so it's just always capturing. Not worth, not worth worrying about. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say that don't buy, uh, you know, guides on how to how to do grid coin mining and stuff. All the information's All free. Right. There's plenty of users in IRC that will help. And, and yeah. don't anybody? I, I was also, you know, what do you guys think on the morals of like, look, as a community, personally, and I think we all kind of voiced it, like that none of us would do that, and that it's just. I mean, you don't have to sell it. We, you know, we give it away for free. That's the idea. Yeah, no. But on the other hand, on the devil's advocate, right? Like you've got all the website, the video tutorial website, like websites like uh, Plural Site. You know, where you can uh, have a video uh, teach you about a free technology. You know, and that that documentation does exist out there, uh, and it is like a free market. But I guess if the guy's got bad morals, don't. Uh, don't involve yourself with them. Uh, so yeah, I'll. Yeah, better to come to us and, and and get the information from us directly from the the horse's mouth than to buy it online and pay for, pay you good money for it and it may not do the job you wanted to do. And with us, you get it for nothing. Yeah. 
And with that said, that means, uh, you know, join us on IRC or the Mumble here, and uh, anybody will help you for anybody that's listening that hasn't joined joined us yet. Yeah. Exactly. I love helping people. That is pretty cool, especially if they become, like, uh, you know, if they stick around, which is some, it's more often becoming the case now, which is pretty cool. That's how a community gets built. All right, so moving on to the next topic swiftly, you know. <laughs> uh, right, so uh, there's been a new Boink issue raised, or well, it was a couple weeks ago, right? So the idea is was to port the XML routines to libxml++. So basically what the current state is within the Boink client is that it's got its own homebrew XML parser, which in some cases creates uh, broken XML, so it no longer validates. So you, you're you most likely going to have experienced this with the account manager request XML error that you experience with pool, right? So if they move over to this libxml, we may see improved stability with the pool, which will be brilliant. Good. So I'll just link that in the chat. That's good news for pool users. And it seems to be getting quite a bit of traction. Like, uh, not only has the original developer been, you know, uh, the the guy that suggested it's been, you know, posting back and forth with, uh, you know, David Anderson, who's the lead developer, and also uh, Christian uh, Christian Beer. That's his second name. I was going to say, uh, you know, that actor, uh, Bale. <laughs> But yeah, so it, it looks like it's, <laughs> it's, it's been taken seriously. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to this. This is good. Any improvement is? Definitely. All right, so uh, moving on to the next topic. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, an upgrade, an update regarding Project Rain, or do you want to discuss quickly uh, Proof of Stake versus version 2 versus Proof of Stake version 3? Uh, the idea between POS V2 versus uh, the third version is that uh, instead of earning interest uh, when your client is offline, you only earn, earn uh, you know, interest when you are staking. So the idea is that you'd have like fixed interest. So uh, rain or uh, POS versions. Uh, on the topic of the rain. Um, will that libxml thing make it any easier for your stuff to work? Uh, yeah, uh, there have been instances in the past, I think, uh, where, uh, you know, the XML will stop validating. So if uh, I've got an automated script, if it suddenly breaks, you know, that's something I'll have to manually change. Uh, I believe Enigma at Home has its own little homebrew, uh, you know, I've I think they inject HTML directly into their XML, which breaks my scripts. So, yeah, it will help, definitely. I mean, the only real thing that you're pulling from the uh, the Boink projects is, uh, for Project Rain, is the, you know, the user XML. And, uh, yeah, just the user XML from the Boink project and from the Project Rain project. That's it. So if those validate, perfect. Okay. Go on, carry on with your with Project Rain there, Customizer. Let's hear about All right, it. Cool. All right, cool. Uh, so I've been working on Project Rain uh, quite extensively for the last couple, three, uh, three or four weeks now. Time flies by. It's quite funny. Uh, mm. 
I've increased the quantity of supported cryptocurrencies from 29 to 36. So adding a cryptocurrency is just as simple as like adding an extra field uh, and adding it into the the SQL schema and stuff like that. I had initially ran run into and having more memory. Yeah. I had initially run into issues when I added these new fields, but that's no longer the case. Uh, the priorities are with the to-do list. Now, just a sec, I'll just pull up the to-do list for you. So that's the to-do list. So uh, I got to fix private messaging or perhaps even disable it. I'm not a big fan of uh, of having a, a message board in the first place. I might run, I might have its own message board, but then disable the team message board so that, you know, I can't moderate those, so just take that out of the equation. And uh, one of the main things that's going to be holding back the implementation of uh, uh, Project Rain was, as we discussed last week, was improving the password hashing mechanism for uh, within the Boink server. So it's currently uh, your password is MD5 and then salted using your email, which is inefficient. Sorry, insufficient. Uh, protection really is uh, i don't feel comfortable running the web server with that because i mean if if the project was hacked right then these are users with cryptocurrencies or well heavily heavily use cryptocurrencies so you know if their passwords were cracked then you know that could have ramifications of uh, you know funds being taken out of exchanges and stuff like that so making that as secure as possible is uh Really priority. Uh, it looks like Bcrypt is going to be the easiest to implement, but the problem with Bcrypt is that uh, you have to increase the cost, uh, which is like the complexity of it, uh, every few years as you know technology gets uh, stronger. So, you know, potentially uh, in like two or three years' time, we might have to migrate again away from Bcrypt. So that's something I have to take into account. Uh, aside from that, it's just uh, fixing up the front page, uh, you know, making it a bit less. It's currently very, it's a very much so a wall of text. So I'll make it a lot, much simpler. So it's uh, less of an eyesore. And uh, then it's a, a matter of, uh, uh, you know, developing the tutorial for the Rainmakers uh, for each of the cryptocurrencies. I'll do it primarily for the ones I'm interested in, like Bitcoin, BitShares and stuff like that, uh, and leave it. Uh, hopefully users from the cryptocurrency communities will help provide the tutorials. You know, those that do will have theirs uh, supported the most at the beginning. Uh, so after that, it will be a matter of uh, creating a work unit uh just to get uh, CPIDs to merge and then uh, going live, implementing SSL and uh, community outreach. Yeah. So does anyone have any uh, questions about uh, Project Rain or, uh, you know, what we could do with it or anything? Hmm. Hmm. Uh-huh. Like my idea, right, would be if there's at least 15 cryptocurrency networks where we can create for like 5 or $10 our own uh, asset, right? So what if we were to create like perhaps not named Gridcoin, but something related to just the Gridcoin community, Reina on the Gridcoin users, right? And uh, 
do so across like multiple different platforms so that we can have functionality within multiple networks and that's kind of like by doing so uh you know we'll be uh you know creating free advertising or marketing for gridcoin at the same time i guess is having you know uh experiencing other networks you know that would work yeah it'd be pretty cool at the moment i've done a little bit of outreach i've come i've talked to uh the network most interested thus far has been the NXT or and or the Ardor uh, communities. The, aside from them, it's mostly like you know the Beyond Bitcoin users I've been talking to. But yeah, so that's my kind of update at the moment. So uh, I'll keep you guys in the loop regarding that in the future. Uh, it should be quite exciting. Yeah, I look forward to it very much, actually. You make it, they will come. How hard, though? <laughs> so, uh, moving on, if no one has anything to ask, uh, is the topic of, uh, well, it's the topic of low network uh, balance stake weight participation. So, currently, uh, well, this these are numbers from, like, a couple weeks back, right? So, they might not be as accurate as they are today, right? So... Back in the 15th of August, this is a while ago now, actually, uh, we estimated that only 60 to 100 million grid coin uh, were staking out of the 380 million grid coin, okay? So I've just linked the GitHub issue uh, that I raised. And my uh, my proposal was to move from the current proof of stake version two system that we have uh, that we uh, we fork from Blackcoin, right? So Blackcoin's a fork of Purecoin. Uh, Blackcoin. The difference between Blackcoin and Purecoin at the time when we forked was that they removed uh, Coin Age from the. The probability of you staking the next block, right? Uh, and also, we removed—I believe—we removed, I believe we removed uh, checkpointing. Uh, but the the change that Blackcoin has made since then is that they've moved from POS v two to POS v three, and instead of uh, the current state is that you could stake today, turn your client off, come back in seven days, stake again, and you'll earn the interest. But for the period of time that you didn't have your client online and staking, right? So the idea of the the generation free uh, mechanism is to uh, create a fixed reward, okay? So uh, it might be like five grid coin or something like that. This is just off the top of my head that might not be accurate, right? So a fixed reward for each block and... Uh, your probability to stake the next block is based on, you know, what it currently is. But when you aren't running the client, if you come back, you don't have that, uh, you won't stake that interest that you uh, would have before. It's basically, if you you have to be online, actively, continuously staking in order to uh, to earn your yearly reward. Which is the way it should be, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean... Sorry, go ahead, DDP. 
So just agreeing makes total sense. I mean, like on one hand, right? Uh, use investors are holding the coins; they're not dumping them in the market. So you know, that's on one hand, that's quite good that they're they have invested in Gridcoin. But on the other hand, if they aren't staking, if they aren't continuously staking with that those Gridcoin, then uh, they're not securing the network. You know, they're not continuously reward. Uh, Securing the network, right? So, uh, just repeating myself here. Um, yeah, it's down to yes. participation, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I mean, like, ultimately, should you be rewarded your interest for not participating if you only stake once a week? I mean, you didn't help, you know. So, uh, I think this is a good idea because it would increase the stake weight. Uh, and I mean, like, why would we do this in the first place? Aside from that, is the with the current, with the estimated sixty to one hundred million grid coin, right? In order to do the elusive fifty-one percent attack, right, uh, you need to have half of the stake weight coins plus one percent or whatever, and you'll be able to, uh, you know, uh, stake continuous blocks or potentially uh, fork the network. So, if only sixty million grid coin are staking at one point, then only thirty million plus, you know, the extra top. Uh, like, you know, it would only cost like 31 million to effectively uh, 51% attack. And not a lot of people do have that amount, but those that do are the foundation, perhaps like one or two whales and uh, exchanges. Exchanges are a big problem. Like people will just store their coins on an exchange. I mean, a, a large reason for that is convenience uh, for trading, laziness, just being like, man, I can just keep the coins here and those users potentially haven't experienced the case where, you know, uh, you know, an exchange will get hacked and lose all the coins. So don't keep your coins in exchange. It's so stupid. You're, it's like trusting someone else with your cash and then, you know, potentially they just don't show up one day, you know. It's... And don't take it as an insult. Whoever is listening to this, if you don't know this, you know, this is very good advice because it's just only a matter of time until it happens. You never know. It's just better safe than sorry. True, man. Yeah, ultimately, like, why would someone, you know, attack the network, you know? I mean, like, if an exchange was malicious, they could potentially, if they had a significant amount of Gridcoin, they could stake, mess the the network up to a certain degree on purpose. Like, these guys have got a significant amount of cryptocurrency experience, right? And by creating some chaos, they could manipulate the market. So, you know, by increasing the stake weight participation of investors will be increasing the security of the network. So I think it's a good idea. Uh, yeah. Yep, I agree 100%. So I'd appreciate if you uh, kind of read the GitHub issue and just kind of, uh, you know, got the stance of, uh, at the moment, uh, Rob replied and he said that he didn't believe it was, uh, a, you know, an issue that we should concern ourselves with. And I replied afterwards, you know, with what I've just been talking about, you know, that it would only require like 30 million potentially, which is not a lot, you know, it's an exchange. Uh, he was saying that there's other priorities, but uh, no, I, I, Trader Man, is Rob correct? Did he provide any reason? Uh, well, this was six days ago uh, and he didn't reply since. So I don't know if this is perhaps what, uh, you know, Sunday's, uh, you know, announcement or whatever is going to be about, you know? Yeah. I don't know. A mystery. Indeed. Uh, 
if he's going to reveal himself. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's uh, moving on from the post versus two versus three. Moving on to this Sunday's uh, announcement, this weird kind of cryptic, cryptic announcement by Rob. So Rob jumped onto the forum and said, uh, "I'll just grab the, the post. Actually, two secs." Yeah, I've read it. I don't know how many times, and it seems to come out different each time I read it. Yeah, I'm not even sure if I know what you guys are talking about. There, I've just linked the the post. That's what I thought, Vortex. He's going to reveal he's Satoshi. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, basically saying... Uh, <laughs> I'll just read it out for anyone that's, that doesn't read the forum. So, uh, he has an important announcement to make regarding Gridcoin that will affect every user. Uh, it's a positive announcement and requires each researcher to acknowledge at least one new feature. This is an extremely time-sensitive and mission-critical topic, I guess, Uh but I cannot explain or go into ish, uh, into details today. I guess he didn't have time at that moment. Uh, I should have all of the details within two to three days max, and he's aiming for Sunday afternoon US time. So uh, check in once a day until you see his new post. Uh, he also says, uh, regarding Joe, he's checked in the first version of the QT voting uh, prior to us developing the pie chart uh, so yeah, Joe's been actively working on uh, porting the voting mechanism away from uh, .NET to QT. So, you know, that will hopefully increase vote weight particip- uh, voting participation. But, I mean, let's just talk about what, uh, you know, Rob's talking about here. So, uh, yeah, when he says it's a time-sensitive issue and mission-critical, what pops into my head is that it's... Uh, you know, it requires everyone to upgrade, like a mandatory upgrade. But then he says it's a positive announcement, so I wouldn't say I I wouldn't say that it was like oh, there's a glitch or something that's really bad. You know, uh, what I think it might be, if I had to speculate, to second. What does he mean by and requires each researcher to acknowledge at least one new feature? It, it, all right. So my speculation is one of the following, right? So it could be the uh, CPID handling has been overhauled. So currently uh, CPID beacons and uh, the whitelist beacons, they require being re-advertised every six months. Perhaps that's been redone and you you need to re-advertise your beacon, right? So that's one thing it could be. Uh, another thing it could be is it could potentially be, uh, you know, a change to the neural network that requires everyone to uh, sync their neural network after an upgrade. Uh, but I mean, the way he says time sensitive and mission critical, if, you know, if it is a mandatory upgrade, then we need to do some test net, uh, testing and we need to, you know, give uh, advanced warning to exchanges. I think exchanges want like two weeks notice. Uh so he knows this, so I don't think it is that. So I, I have no idea. So it should be interesting. Does anyone have any theories? Well, here in the end of the chat here, Ketz is talking about uh, Ketzakwadl for the uninitiated. Ketz is talking about uh, F5, 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 getting testnet ready to start. So you might be onto something mm. there. Is. Sounds like someone fell off their stool. Uh, well, see if you go back to uh, I linked earlier about the the stake weight participation, like when we we're talking about the POS v two versus POS v three, right? In his 
in his last post six days ago, uh, the one I replied to, at the end, uh, when he's talking about priorities, he says, uh, we need to prioritize things like having our second developer finish all cross-platform features, right? Which he talked about in that post. But then he also said, and bringing up the quant finance network and adding cosmetic features for newbies. So I think what's happening this Sunday is this quant finance network. So it might be a massive, I don't know, a new functionality. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Wasn't quant related to the Gridcoin finance yeah. project? Yeah. Yeah. I, hope, I mean, like if it is Gridcoin finance related, like point project related, then preferably, uh, no offense, Rob, if you're listening later on, uh, We'd keep it separate, like we should keep the client, like you know, uh, non-biased to point projects, and uh, you know, uh, you know, efficient and you know, just the core uh, functionality. And I mean, if you wanted to, uh, you can build on top of a cryptocurrency network. So we've added in the op return fields, so you could make like a a, a web application that would store, uh, say, this quant finance network data through op-return transactions. And that would, uh, you know, not require users to upgrade or, you know, have dedicated uh, functionality for one project. Uh, But yeah, uh, users are talking about... uh, Users are talking about... uh, the Gridcoin Finance, what really kind of like what he was working on was getting his qualifications for bringing up, I think it was a hedge fund, you know. Uh, so he was working on that for like several months. Uh, so it might be related to that and this quant finance network. So, yeah. I don't have any fears. Come on, let's hear them. I don't know. It just seems logical. I don't want to throw like an opposing theory. That kind of just sounds what like what it is, is like something new to do with the wallet might be all of the above for god's sake yeah i mean he's been quiet uh for the last month or two so he might have been you know working away like mad on something you know secretly uh it'd be cool to get him uh involved in the gridcoin community hangouts in the future but he he really likes his uh his uh you know his privacy like he doesn't want he doesn't uh, you know, use his real name for uh, the project. So I don't know if he's uh, if he'd be up for you know talking and showing his real voice. You know, if you're out there, Rob, you can use a different username. Pretend you're a noob. <laughs> I, bet, I bet it's Dave Anderson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got a confession. You are him. <laughs> I knew he was a pothead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Santa. <laughs> so yeah, I guess we'll find out this Sunday. So you know, in terms of new news and stuff that's happening, we've got the open ledger integration. Oh, speaking of integration, right? We just got I just created uh just ram different tangent, right? So I just created a Coinomi GitHub issue regarding the uh the lack of Gridcoin integration, right? It's been like four months, right? So at this point, I'm getting, you know, I was getting a bit frustrated. Like, you know, we'd repeatedly been tweeting at him uh, on Twitter, you know, like any updates, dude, you know, what's going on? And uh, he said like, yeah, it's coming, but no estimate. 
Uh, so I created, I publicly created the uh, GitHub issue, and he closed it and said, uh, "Yep, it's the work's being done. It's going to be going live within the next week." So that means, yeah, we're going to be live hopefully within the next week. Uh, so this following week, we'll be having Open Ledger integration, which will mean you know free web wallets or more two or three android wallets and a standalone bitshares client wallet as well as this coinomi integration so that's quite a lot of uh new developments in this coming week so it should be interesting to see what these new announcements have uh you know and if if they have an impact on the market whatever i mean like uh speaking of net market activity you know uh since the spike in Gridcoin's value on the 7th, you know, we spiked up to like 7 million and we had uh, 800k uh, US dollar market transactions, uh, transaction volume over 24 hours, right? And then it died down to like, I don't know, like uh, like 100k, then it had like a day or two of like not much trading. But then if you look at coin market cap, there's like a heartbeat of like people buying in. It's this large spike up. So it's done that like three times and the average, you know, 24 hour uh, trading volume for Gridcoin for like pretty much the last five days straight has been about between 30 to like 60,000 US dollars. And I mean, if you look back, like if you look back a month, it was like floating about $1,000. So we've, we've really, we've, we've started to dramatically increase in uh, network transactions, which is great. So liquidity is increasing, you know. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. That's, um, that's really important, that. It sounds, okay, is this possible? So you were talking about the 51% attack earlier. Now, say somebody pumped the market and uh, a substantial amount of people in Gridcoin are going to, you know, sell a portion of their grid coin. They do the trading and stuff. Nobody's above that shit. But then uh, you have somebody on the other end in an exchange buying up these modicums of grid coin and then trading them all to one big wallet. Like like inflating the market till something kind of pops out, bursts out of the seams, and then you just sweep up everything till it's more than the sum of its parts kind of thing. Like, I hate to break it to you, but to me it sounds impossible just because of the divided supply already. And, you know, if we could do an audit or get someone to do an audit, maybe I'm right. I'd bet money on it. No, please break it to me. I don't want that to happen. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, it's, it's nice to know, but it just sounds impossible to me at this point. Unless, like, you know, someone with, uh, at the very least, enough to put grid coin above bitcoin you know enough money you know more than a boatload they'd come along and then just like lift it up and then well i don't know what happened it'd be crazy i just gotta ask the stupid questions you know yeah i'm just saying theoretically if if anything was to happen that would happen there's just so much competition and chaos and and stuff in order to inhibit this from happening that I, I, I seriously doubt that it, it's going to happen in the first place and not to mention the, the coin distribution of grid coin is, is also going to get in the way of that happening too. Right. Well, that's good to know, man. 
What's happened to uh, folding in Qcoin in the in the interim? Um, I haven't really been checking myself. I don't bother, but anyone else know? Just quickly give a wee check. I know that Folding Coin has been uh, working uh, with the uh, Spells of Genesis community. So Spells of Genesis is this uh, trading card game built on top of the Counterparty uh, network, right? So Counterparty, you can create your own token and distribute it to users. So, you know, they're using uh, these tokens to represent cards and... uh, you know, they're through this. They're getting quite a lot of exposure. Uh, I'm not sure about their their value uh, to sex. Um, I actually just saw. I followed their Twitter and stuff because I was intrigued. And the Satoshi card just sold for like thirty seven hundred bucks in Bitcoin. So yeah, it's valuable, man. It's like Magic the Gathering, but with crypto theme. I'm totally, totally on that. Like, if I could afford it, I would spend all my money on that right now. <laughs> Well, I think the reason why those were expensive was that it was uh, during the ICO phase that they had, like only 50 persons were able to acquire those cards in the first place. So there's like a dramatically low, uh, you know, uh, they're scarce. But I mean, yeah, they're treating them like rares and legend cards. Like it's, it's brilliant, man. It's freaking brilliant. As a magic guy, like I used to play magic when I was like 14 and stuff. Yeah, this is brilliant. It's pretty cool. And I mean, like this, this, uh, this format of you know using a token to represent like a trading card or a collectible can be applied to not just you know counterparty. It can be applied to like I don't know. There's at least fifteen pro- uh, cryptocurrency networks that you could replicate this idea with. But they've also they've also released uh, an application. I believe there might be an Android app now where you can like you know use the cards or something in the game. So that's kind of cool. We should. I think yeah. I think we should definitely approach them with ideas of how they could create grid coin cards like if we were to approach them and say uh how about you do a project rain of these cards but instead of guaranteeing uh you know cards or multiple cards to the high crunchers instead have it like a probability thing so like as you crunch over time you have like a continued a continuous probability to like stumble across a card and receive it you know this Oh, that's a really cool idea. That's a cool idea, especially if we could get a card for each Boink project. That would be huge uh, press for or, or like a grid coin. a grid coin magician that like redistributes. I don't know attribute points or something by will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even if it is just the one card, that's that yeah. that'll be like a, a continuous like uh, advertisement from now on for grid coin within their their game and their network. So I think we should definitely especially try if it's it. a cool card. Yeah. I mean, looking at the the folding coin uh, network or the community, uh, about the same time that we started doing our uh, mumble hangouts, they started doing their own hangouts, but on YouTube. But they're not associated with Beyond Bitcoin. But it's cool to see that they're, you know, thinking along the same lines. Uh, Fortec in chat is saying that both Cure and Folding Coin are still valued a lot higher than they were before, and uh, so are we. So, yeah, it's good. Cool. That's good news. Definitely. I do think that we should uh, maybe strike up like an alliance between these communities, the, between Folding Coin, CureCoin, and GridCoin. Because, I mean, users on Folding Coin and CureCoin aren't, uh, we can't reward them at the moment. Like, they're on a different, uh, you know, a different distributed 
computing platform. So in the future, perhaps we could reward uh, Folding Coin in some way. Like we could adapt the neural network for it or other uh, distributed projects out there or citizen science, but that's a different topic. But the. Yeah. Someone was that. Yeah, we do need to be talking to them. We do, Mm. definitely. At that point, we would be competing. Yeah, at that point we would be, but in the in the meantime, if we were to like you know reach out and you know maybe even have an appearance on their their chat show or whatever, uh, you know we could create a healthy relationship between our communities and their communities, and that could have like you know it could it could uh, be beneficial for both parties. Like if if we all coordinate, you know, uh, let's let's promote uh, you know science within cryptocurrencies, you know as mutual uh, scientific cryptocurrencies. We're all paddling in the same boat. And now we just have to start paddling in the same direction. Exactly. <laughs> I like metaphors. So uh, we've kind of run out of uh, suggested topics within Steam, so I'll just uh, kind of uh, cover some of the stuff that I talked about in Beyond Bitcoin yesterday that I think actually got cut off because of my poor internet connection. So, yeah, we're averaging about 100 new Gridcoin users per week. Uh, these are users crunching boink, like new team members. Like, we've not got uh, an estimate of new users to the network. You know, how many wallets are online, we can't really tell without maybe doing an analysis of uh, our peer counts and stuff. But, um, so that was 70 for uh, just the pool. Uh, no, sorry, 30 for the pool and 70 to our team. So if we're continuing that rate of users, we're looking at 5,300 a year, which is pretty good. And uh, That's really cool. Yeah. At the moment, we've got, what, 7,000 in the team? So that's a good, uh, it's pretty decent. The question is, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, we're, we're getting them in. Are we keeping them? What percentage are we keeping? Yeah, I mean, at the moment, it's, di- it's difficult to tell where we could perhaps do analysis of, uh, okay, we're getting these new users into the, the the team. Like we could track team member movement, right, of new users in and then uh, monitor whether or not they make it into the neural network, you know. And then if they don't, we could perhaps email them and stuff. Uh, these emails, which it's just a matter of... Uh, the email marketing campaign idea. So PyGrid actually uh, sent out their first uh, newsletter recently. So they could perhaps, you know, uh, coordinate something along those lines as well. But uh, yeah, it is a matter of uh, team founders being responsible for implementing uh, this uh, email marketing campaign. And um, I mean, at the moment I'm quite busy and uh, yeah, I don't quite know how to guarantee my privacy as, at the same time as uh, adhering to local regulations regarding, like, spam law and stuff, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of on the back burner, guys. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's very difficult where we are. Uh, it's just really almost impossible here. But, I, I mean, we there isn't any sort of set procedure on following up on new members after X amount of time or anything like that. Maybe we should ultimately put something together to make sure that we're holding on to people once we attract them in because we don't want them coming in and then leaving. Yeah, I think if you look at the, the Boink Stats uh, overview of our team, 
we only have like you know twenty four hundred active out of over seven thousand, right? So there is a ch- there are a chunk of users that are no longer active who may not be running the Gridcoin client, you know. So yeah, we should chase them up. But at the same time, you know, if you look at the overall Boink statistics, there's five hundred thousand active users, or well, above that, but uh, out of more than four million registered users. So it might just be natural that uh, users fire up Boink one time and then they go, ah, it's not, it's, you know, it's overheat my computer and they ding it, you know. Or it's too complicated. Hmm. Yeah, there's always natural shrinkage, but I mean, because there is nat- natural shrinkage and people have difficulties because it can be slightly complex for them, doesn't mean that we should forget about them and let them flounder around. No, definitely not. If we can... If we can sort out the the fun the the problems behind setting up the the email marketing, uh, then I think that'll be a really powerful tool, right? Because uh, we will be able to reach out to these users, <laughs> uh, and you know, bring them back to the community. And some of these users might not have been around for like the last couple of years, you you know, bring them up to speed and stuff. But when when I run the uh, Project Rain website, uh, I'll be able to like send out notices, so I could potentially send out you know Gridcoin related notices to all users, so that we could have a larger reach than just uh, you know sending an email to our team. But that's on a different kind of uh, avenue of marketing. So. Uh... Does anyone have anything else to say about that or should we move on? Uh, Alright, cool. Uh, just going to give a quick shout out to the weekly Gridcoin reports on Steemit. Uh, they're a great uh, news source for everything Gridcoin. Uh, they come out like a day after the Gridcoin hangouts. Uh, they're very much so worth a read because they... Uh, you know, if you don't have time to listen to a Gridcoin hangout in the future, you can jump on there, read it, and there's like summaries of what we talked about and stuff. Not full transcripts, but kind of just a TLDR. And uh, there's breakdowns of uh, recent polls, how many people have joined and stuff. It's a, it's a pretty cool resource, and uh, giving them an upvote would be appreciated, you know. Uh Moving on to the next order of businesses, uh, since last week, a further two Boink projects have been uh, begun implementing SSL encryption. Uh, I believe these are Atlas Classic and Climate Prediction. Uh, so Climate Prediction, uh, I chased up uh, an individual in the uh, in the cybersecurity division of Oxford, and they sent like an internal. They inquired internally regarding it and uh, they said that uh, during the meeting that uh, implementing SSL was a highly recommended uh, security improvement that they are now looking into so there's only four left that have to get their act together not responded at all to you know our users uh, continuously bugging them about it uh, and that's not brilliant because I've gone into why no SSL is bad in the past uh, Ultimately, uh, completely disregarding passwords, if your account key is intercepted, your account key does not change 
even if you change both your username, password, and also your email address. So, you know, it's kind of like being permanently compromised. So it is very, it is kind of, a, it is a risk to use a non-SSL project, you know, especially. So, yeah. It, so oh. yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I just, I didn't realize that. That's a new one on me. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I've been kind of, I've been going really deep into like how to improve the security of this project ring because I don't want it backfiring or, you know, I don't want to be compromised the security of potentially tens of thousands of users, which some projects do have. Uh, you know, yeah, looking into it, like when you first, uh, when you log into your account, when you add the project to your Boink client, your client will talk to the Boink server and grab the account key. And this account key allows your Boink client to continue crunching with uh, despite changes to your email and password, right? Uh, or username and password. So on one hand, it's like a convenience thing. If you've got like 100 computers, you don't want to have to uh, remove and re-add uh, projects every time you change password. On the other hand, it's a massive security risk of like, yeah, if this key is like intercepted or uh, the key is also stored like locally on your machine, uh, if it's grabbed by like someone that gains access to your machine or uh, by like some spyware or something, that's it's not good because like with your account key, you can just chuck that account key into the website, log in, and uh, I mean, really, there's they can't like suddenly once they've logged in, you know mess your computer up or something but they could masquerade as you and like potentially attempt to scam users under your legitimate account which is you know another concern so yeah anyone that's crunching non-ssl projects please emphasize that you believe that ssl encryption is a priority you know yeah even more so now that i've heard that Mm. uh i did notice that you could change your weak account key at least on World Community Grid. Yeah, your weak account key is uh, based on your like your email and your password. So if you change your password, your weak account key changes. So you know if you're adding uh, computers to your account through the weak account key and you change your password, they'll no longer be you know contributing to your account. It'll it'll break the the functionality, you know, whereas if you were to log in with the full credentials and generate the account key locally, you know, then you're sending it across the public internet. Weird. Mm. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, perhaps it might be worth proposing the removal of the account key, you know, from Boink itself, because, I mean, it's it does seem to be a bit of a, a shortcut in terms of security, you know what I mean? As far as I know, that's what uh, the pool is based on, though. Well, the pool uses the weak account key. So, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, uh, Katie has her own CPID and uh, her own bank account, right? And she generates this weak account key that allows users to add computers to her bank account, right? To which she then stakes in uh, the Gridcoin network to receive their rewards, to which she right. then distributes back to them. But with this account key, you can't, uh, you know, log in to the main account. So yeah, weak keys are a good idea. Full account keys are a bad idea. So if I change my password, 
while my stuff's crunching, it might cut off functionality like a reporting from one of those computers that has the other setup on it? Temporarily. Oh, okay. Only if you've added that computer through the weak account key. Okay. Although... This might not also be the case if you're, say, if you're using like a Boink account manager. If you change your Boink account manager account credentials, then potentially, you know, your Boink client won't sync with the Boink account manager and that will cause issues. Whereas, uh, you know, if you've got your own, uh, if you've got control of your own Boink accounts, you're not using a Boink account manager uh, and you change the password on the website, you're Boink account, sorry, your Boink client will continue crunching regardless of the password change because it's got the account key that doesn't change. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Is there a running list anywhere of uh, compliant projects? Uh, uh, compliant projects in terms of SSL? Yes. Uh, yeah, I can grab that link for you. Two seconds. I saw Suchflex were talking about 27 versus 30 on the whitelist again. Yeah, I think that's just a matter of uh, uh, just uh, websites not properly reporting it. Is uh, I think I need to go through the gridcoin.us whitelist page because I think I'm only listing like 28 of the 30, and that's just m- me missing them out, you know. Uh, if it's Grid Research Corp, it might be worth chasing it up with uh, RT Money. I believe he's. Uh, it'd be great if RT Money open sourced his uh, his website, but at the same time, he's kind of taking the same stance as KT and saying, like, you know, uh, if he open sources it, it's potentially going to open up uh, security vulnerabilities and stuff like that. Or, well, it could expose security vulnerabilities that he does not know of. He's not done like a security review and stuff. It's like a genuine concern, but at the same time, like, it'd be cool that if like uh, he could share like little snippets, you know, like. How I got this little, how I got, how I extracted the data from like the client or whatever, how I modified it and how I presented it, just in like a layman's terms, even if it was just a blog post, that could definitely help users that are interested in making their own web services. You know. I mean, are users talking about like a difference in a whitelist? A, count within the client or is it just in web services oh jamas is saying that the count uh the boink project account uh, sorry count on the katie's pool is different right yeah the reason that there are less projects on katie's pool is that some projects are incompatible with the pool it's just a, a fundamental fact like you can't get around it kind of thing right we went through that before. I I was slightly only listening. I, I was commenting to something you were saying. It's 28 out of 30. I thought that that was the same case, those two projects or something. I was just contributing. Just didn't need to be audible. Thanks for making it so. Cool, cool. No worries, man. Right, so that's uh, pretty much all the topics that were suggested and uh, the things I covered in uh, the Beyond Bitcoin uh Hangout yesterday covered. Does anyone have any uh, anything they want to raise? You know, it's an open floor at the moment. So, yeah. Yep. I do. Um, yep, just stepping in. Okay. Uh, 
I didn't have time to put it in the suggestions and stuff like that because I was too excited slash tired slash still testing it. But I wanted to bring up the my journey of Linux distros and how I finally found the one that works for me for NVIDIA GPU right out of the box, detectable and crunching. Uh, it's called Build, B-I-L-D, and it's the Boink Italy Linux distribution. And it's pretty amazing. It works right out of the box. We're having some trouble downloading it. Everybody's getting like 15 kilobytes a second down and stuff. So I said, just stop downloading it. I'm about halfway done downloading it now. And James and Chicken Man already said that they would serve it in nicer spots for everybody. You can just install it on a USB and it just works. It has pretty much everything related to distributed computing you could possibly want or name on it already. It has folding, point tasks on boot. You pick your GPU and it just boots and gives her. It's pretty awesome. It's got every, every option a client manager that you can ima- imagine, command line or graphical included too. So that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, man. Is it just uh, NVIDIA? Does do AMD as, AMD as well? Of course, buddy. Good man. It does uh, Intel also, and uh, you can boot to lower-grade ATI drivers, for example, or auto-detect, it, it looked like, on a, from the screenshots. He's ranted. I only saw the screenshots. Yeah, and uh, VSA or whatever the hell that is. Do you think we might be able to get the Gridcoin client included? Oh, of course, that's what I'm I, thinking, buddy. We're already two steps ahead. Nice. That'd yeah, be man. quite good. The only thing, the only thing that I think may be a roadblock for that is that it is like the team Italy's, you know, project. So well, that, that's why we want to fork off of of that whole thing and make yeah. We're, we're, we got to check it out first, see where we go from there. Cool. Or at least trying at least trying to sweeten the pot with uh, the hosting thing, because they're having some trouble with the torrents. None of the torrents are valid or working. I was having lots of trouble. And the downloads, like uh, me and James were talking, it's obviously just a homebrew project, like out of some guy's basement. I'm getting 30 tops download. Mm. So if, if, if we're serving it nicer, just be like, hey, man, um, you want to like include us? We're actually like driven by boink and it's a really cool thing and we're a philanthropic project and you know we're pretty cool and what do you say <laughs> i could maybe even get them uh-huh. in here if they you know if they can sp- be cool. if they can speak english you know yeah it, it's pretty italian man. Yeah. that's the only it, caveat it has it has the english options but it's it's yeah. uh uh, Brit- uh british english mm-hmm. yeah it's like half english half uh italian like all of the Tabs and stuff like that are in Italian, but all of the like boink, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's it? XFFXCE uh, window yeah. manager, uh, and yeah. uh, it's Gen two based. Cool. Which is really cool. That you know, we were talking before about doing something CentOS or Debian, but in in ultimate. You know, you, you merge the different stages of Gen 2, and if that's how they built it, then it is just stripped down and just, it, it, it's it's minimalistic boink. Excellent. Yeah, man, like, it's a little sticky. I'm not going to say it's, like, the smoothest operating system I've ever worked on. Like, I was like, ah, like, go slowly, but uh, it friggin' works. Like, it just oh. works. 
We'll, we'll emerge new kernels and do all that sort of fun stuff and make it current and see how it runs. Yeah. We could definitely, if we can get the Gridcoin client included, that'll be great because, uh, you know, you've got, uh, with, with peer shares, or well, with peer coin, they've got their own, you know, uh, peer box or whatever. And, uh, you know, some, uh, you've got your own dedicated, uh, proof of work mining, uh, OSs. So we could definitely market it, you know, or well, just try and recruit new users and stuff. Like, as Fuzzy said, it's going to be, that's a really good option for users who are, who are new to Boink and they don't know, you know, what to download, what to set up, if they can just do this and it does it for them. That's, that's great. Exactly, man. Like the one-click solution. And, and uh, I if for now, you know, it can be an easily script, you know, grab a script, the script does everything, talk to them. It'd be awesome to just get them included in with Gridcoin and, you know, not fork off it, but fork them in. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. Hmm. I'd love to uh, hear some updates on that as uh, as it progresses. Totally. Well done, guys. Yeah, no, I'm pretty excited, man. I was, I was looking at building something myself and stuff, and then James was like, yeah, man, I could freaking do all types of stuff. I was like, okay. So then we were looking through all the distros, and I don't know, this has been about two months of me without a 750 Ti crunching to produce this so i'm pretty happy at the end man last night i was just like there we go thank you excellent (laughs) that's a nice way to learn italian community work as well good yeah dude it's gonna make it nice and easy for noobs and i was thinking if we could maybe integrate something with uh the main site like uh how Porteous or Tails has their setups. You kind of click what options you like, and then, you know, it installs to a USB from the website. So you don't have to tell people, like, no, you need to install friggin' Rufus, and this is how you use it and stuff. Like, I don't know, just less programs is easier. I, I could, I think we could definitely, like, heavily promote it on the Gridcoin website. But, like, you know, in terms of, like, running uh, server scripts and stuff on the gridcoin.us site, uh, that functionality isn't really there. So, like, uh, a separate web page that we heavily link to would probably be the best route, I think. Cool. I was going to offer something that wasn't one of the things that I've I've shown that wouldn't be uh, appropriate. But, uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, I was actually thinking of hosting it like somewhere else, not like actually on the site, just a link to or whatever. Like I can host it on my spider oak or something, just so long as we have somewhere saying like, hey, just do it here or or I don't know. Maybe we could make another site for installing stuff. But it's possible. I got lost lost dot net for a domain. It's with a five, not an S that is appropriate for all sorts of stuff like that. Okay. Cool. Well, I just spotted in the chat, uh, Startail has just posted uh, the fifth Gridcoin weekly report. Uh, so hey. that's definitely worth a read. So cheers, Startail. Much appreciated. Yeah, those things are really cool. Yeah. As we... As we uh, move on from that last topic, uh, it, it would also be, you know, nice to have a pen solution for these micro devices. You know, you see users uh, with the uh, Udo or Udo or whichever, and uh, new little micro um, AMD 
devices that are getting better that they'll definitely be joining the grid coin community with low power very effective for the whole purpose of boink and i'm sure a lot of us would be uh running little machines like that so having a little solution on a pen drive or something will be cool i'm pretty sure someone in here was running uh intel compute stick at one point i was looking at that yeah uh, I know Moise runs a kangaroo. Those are pretty cool. Moise M. Cardona, the guy, or Moise M123 in the IRC, he's kind of getting Boink to run on pretty much anything that he can. It's pretty amazing. Like, anything that has Android on it, he's like, look at Boink running on my watch. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, my watch exploded. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's the one getting that. Udo, which is an ARM and like a multi-core uh, AMD x86 that he's going to blink that is really cool. Cool. We should try and get him in here. That'd be really cool to hear from him because he's quite active in IRC, you know, and he's he does have several applications as well, like on, uh, I think, Windows Phone and also Windows 10, you know. Also, he made the Gridcoin Tools app in the Android or the Google Play Store. That's really cool. I thought that was him. And it's also available for, like, Windows 10. Hmm. Oh, we're plugging his stuff good now. Yeah. <laughs> the the new version for Windows 10's fix and uh, something with your balance or something. I haven't really looked at it. Uh, same with the new tablet app. Cool. Cool, cool. Yeah, it's not just four six hour timers. So he's he's evolving with it. It would be good to get him on here. Yeah, absolutely. Whoever knows him, get him on. I agree. So, just quickly having a, a quick glance at the uh, the new uh, weekly Gridcoin report, right? So, the rebalancing uh, of the vote weight uh, type, uh, that poll has completed. So, we created two polls where uh, it was investor-based and then there was magnitude-based so that we could get a rough estimate for, or so we could get proper estimates for both sides. So when we began this poll, uh, you know, myself, Neural Miner, and Rob had a, started uh, talking about how we could improve the uh, the voting mechanism. So perhaps that could, uh, if on Sunday large voting mechanism changes come into effect, we may have to. It may be fair to rerun it. Uh, the 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 poll that is because at the moment right so i'll just read out basically what the result is in the investor poll where uh investors get to vote uh the new balance that they propose overwhelmingly is for uh 90 to 10 so nine times to one uh balance to to magnitude weight which is significantly more weight towards balance right whereas if you go to uh, the magnitude poll it is overwhelmingly in favor of uh, 70 to 30. So that's not as steep. It's about 2 to 1 rather than, uh, or well, 2.2 to 1 rather than 9 to 1, right? So perhaps it may be worth, uh, you know, after this Sunday, depending on what happens, uh, rerunning perhaps the investor poll, right? Uh, just to make sure it's one hundred percent fair, because we are these are quite important, uh, you know, variables uh, that we're you know 
potentially changing here. Uh, if we don't, then potentially what we could do is we could uh, take the we, we could take the two results of nine to one and say, you know, or well, ninety to ten and seventy to thirty, and we could make it. Uh, we could take an average between the two, so it could be like something like, you know, three point seven to one or something. You know, just just something in between, so that it's you know fairer or something. You know, or it might be worth uh, discussing further in depth. Does anyone have any, you know, uh, thoughts regarding this? Any questions? I think your idea of looking at it again is a good one. Yeah. And I can only speak from point of view as a miner rather than, in essence, an investor. Or I would rather say a a researcher than an investor. Mm. Cool. All right, again, uh, open floor. Anyone have any topics they want to discuss before we kind of move on? Oh, well, not any. It's related to, to Gridcoin, uh, cryptocurrency and that, you know. So, uh, Trader Man's asking if uh, we should advertise the Thunderclap. Uh, he was talking about maybe running adverts on Twitter with foundation backing. Uh, uh, maybe, but I mean, uh, I think we should... It might be worth seeing how the Thunderclap that's upcoming affects uh, Gridcoin, you know, see what the effect is. And if it does have, like, a noticeable effect, even with, with just the, well, the target of... We had a target of 100,000, uh, you know, users, and now we're floating around 150,000. So if we do see a noticeable impact, then, yeah, it might be worth doing this again. I saw this cool uh, website called Gleam.io, and basically the idea is that uh, you can re- you can run a competition, right? Uh, where uh, you say we could prote- perhaps say, all right, there's a thousand grid coin up for grabs this week, right? But in order to enter into the contest, you have to like, uh, you know, or subscribe to multiple grid coin related uh, social media. Uh, you know, things to enter the contest. And that could, if we get like, you know, a couple hundred users uh, entering the contest, then, you know, a couple hundred users for, uh, you know, liking each of the, you know, the content or subscribing and stuff could be like, you know, it could be worth the thousand grid coin to effectively, uh, you know, purchase the following that an increased following that could uh, you know increase our advertising or recruitment potential in the future same have any can you sorry, stick, go ahead. yeah can you stick the link up on that again uh, you did you did mention this a while ago and and you put the link up on them for yeah, some I'll reason I've lost it yeah. all right there we go so uh it's free if we don't take off the branding so that's easy. We can do that. It probably wouldn't. It wouldn't take much effort to pull off. You know, uh, we could have users in order to you know uh, to enter subscribe to the Gridcoin Hangouts on YouTube uh, and SoundCloud, and also like each of the uh, current uh, 
conference calls, you know, each episode to boost our rankings. And they could also follow us on Twitter and, uh, you know, perhaps even maybe extra things like join the team and stuff, you know, or subscribe or follow. Yeah. Mm hmm. I like this. Mm hmm. The only thing we'd have to maybe take into account is we'd have to look into whether or not it's allowed to, uh, you know, offer like, uh, you know, a cryptocurrency in return as a prize, you know, whereas I've seen this being done for, uh, you know, oh, win a phone with, you know, Android 40 and they've got like 30,000 people entering. That's that could be a massive boost to our social media presence. Yeah. The Thunderclap thing, last I saw it had like 170,000 reach. That's pretty good. That's pretty cool. Not bad at all. For free. Mm. Looks as though it's just more like an organized collaboration. I think we could probably do something like that ourselves. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, no. Like, if we were to say, you know, uh, I often will chuck into irc you know a link and be like yo like upvote this and stuff like that or retweet and i'll get like a couple you know whereas with this yeah, uh, i always do yeah cheers bro with uh with thunderclap <laughs> <laughs> the idea is that like uh you sign up in advance and then like everyone at a later date even if they've forgotten about it it will go out you know so that kind of guarantees the uh the inclusion in the the campaign with minimal input, I guess, or effort. Cool. And on that note, let's end uh, the seventh hangout. And uh, should we meet up again next Saturday, or should we increase it to like the following? Just keep it at this one week pace. Yeah. Week sound. Yeah, keep it at one week cool. pace. All right. Cheers for attending, everyone. I really appreciate it. Cheers, and what a vote there at the end. Cheers. Cheers. Yep. Yep. Cheers.